Today's devotion comes from Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. But an, a, a man named Ananias, with the consent of his wife, Zephira, sold a piece of property. With his wife's knowledge, he kept back some of the proceeds and brought only a part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, were not the proceeds at your disposal? How is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You did not lie to us, but to God. Now when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and died. A great fear seized all who heard of it. The young men came and wrapped up his body, then carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter said to her, Tell me whether you and your husband sold the land for such and such a price. And she said, Yes, that was the price. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to test? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and died. When the young man came in, they found her dead, so they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear seized the whole church and all who heard these things. This is probably not a story that you want to hold up for an example of grace-filled pastoral care. This is a story about fraud and deceit and God's judgment against it. It strikes at the power of the law that hopefully compels one to the good news of the gospel. There are similarities to this story in Luke's gospel. When Judas appears, uh, I'm sorry, when Judas pre uh, prepares to betray Jesus, it says in Luke 22, verse 3, that Satan entered into Judas's heart. In our story today, in verse 5, Peter says to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart? They both make a personal decision to an ethical or moral question, and they both die while holding, holding um, property deceitfully. They both die suddenly. In the Old Testament, in the book of Joshua, Achan, like Ananias, held back what belonged to God. In Joshua 7, verse 1, and then 19 through 26, we hear this story. But Israel violated the instructions about things set apart for the Lord. A man named Achan had stolen some of these dedicated things so that the Lord was very angry with the Israelites. Achan was the son of Carmi, a descendant of Zimri, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, 
by telling the truth. Make your confession and tell me what you have done. Don't hide it from me. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. Among the plunder, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 silver coins, and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I, I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent, with the silver buried deeper than the rest. So Joshua sent some men to make a search. They ran to the tent and found the stolen goods hidden there, just as Achan had said, with the silver buried beneath the rest. They took the things from the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites. Then they laid them on the ground in the presence of the Lord. Then Joshua and all the Israelites took Achan, the silver, the robe, the bar of gold, his sons, daughters, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, tent, and everything he had, and they brought them to the valley of Achor. Then Joshua said to Achan, Why have you brought trouble on us? The Lord will now bring trouble on you. And all the Israelites stoned Achan and his family and burned their bodies. They piled a great heap of stones over Achan, which remains to this day. That is why the place has been called the Valley of Trouble ever since. So the Lord was no longer angry. So we have these stories of God's judgment in relationship to fraud, deceit, greed. In today's story, Ananias and Sapphira both die suddenly. In Joshua, uh, the book of Joshua, Achan and his family, they are stoned to death. The issue is that Ananias and Sapphira sold a piece of property and kept some of the proceeds back for themselves while telling the community of the apostles that everything that they had received from the sale of the land was in the gift that they were placing at the disciples' feet. A clear case of fraud and deceit, yet expecting to be praised and honored by the people for giving everything that they had, although they really hadn't. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, remember Ananias is filled with Satan, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, highlights these three questions that unearth theological implications of Ananias and Sapphira's act. The first question, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the proceeds of the land. While the community was filled with the Holy Spirit, that's what we read in 431, when they had prayed, the place in which they gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So, They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, this community of believers. Yet Ananias is filled with Satan in verse 3 of chapter 5. Ananias, Peter asked, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You see, the lie to Peter is also a lie to God and to the Holy Spirit. Since Pentecost, the Holy Spirit had been at work in the community 
But now Ananias has attacked the spirit with his fraud and deceit. A lie to Peter is a lie to God and a lie to the Holy Spirit. Peter says in verse 4, How is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You did it not uh, you did not lie to us, but to God. As Ananias hears Peter's words, he falls down and dies. The second question that Peter asked Ananias was, while it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, were not the proceeds at your disposal? Peter is clear that any contributions made to the apostolic community are voluntary. And Ananias could have given all or a portion, but he would need to represent it as a gift of all or a gift of portion. Instead, he represents his proportionate gift as a gift of all. Ananias appears more intent on being honored for his gift even as he lies about the true value of of the property sold. This may be like a case of tax fraud, misrepresenting the true value that that they receive for the sale of the land. The third question is the one that we heard earlier, and that is, Peter asks Ananias, how is it that you've contrived this deed in your heart? This deed and its resultant effect is a tragedy. As Ananias hears Peter's words, he falls and dies. However death comes to to Ananias and Sephariah, it is is tied to, um, to their sins, their choice to defraud and to deceive the apostles, and hence their choice to defraud and to deceive God. What we are learning from this story, amongst other things, is that becoming a member of a church, like Ananias and Sapphira were doing in this early church, becoming a member of a church is no guarantee of salvation. Lying and hypocrisy are sins that will receive God's judgment. It says that fear came upon the whole church in Jerusalem, but also those outside of the community who heard these things. The real threat to the church lies from within and is often connected to greed, deceit, and hypocrisy. While it may seem easy to point out these sins in others, God is calling us to confess these sins to repent of these sins within ourselves so that the gospel can bring us the freedom of forgiveness and new life. I pray that God will bless your reflection on this devotion and that God will bless your day.